Noble Dairy Queen's new summer blizzard menu is back and it is stacked. Dive right into the summer celebration with their new peanut butter cookie dough party blizzard. You can sink your red spoon into their world famous DQ soft serve filled with delicious chunks of chocolate chip cookie dough, swirls of creamy peanut butter topping and peanut brittle crunch with sprinkles. If the peanut buttery flavor isn't your jam, their fresh take on cobbler a la mode certainly will. Say hello to the Picnic Peach Cobbler Blizzard. You can also let your taste buds crumble with the ultimate cookie blizzard that features Oreo, Chips Ahoy, and Nutter Butter pieces. Dairy Queen knows everyone loves a good comeback, and fan-favorite blizzard flavors Frosted Animal Cookie, Brownie Batter, and Cotton Candy have made their triumphant return. Summer Blizzard flavors are now available at your Noble Dairy Queen stores with locations in Kankakee, Bourbonnet, Moments, and Mantino. Happy tastes good. People tend to stick to Welcome to this spine-tingling episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore, and today we're delving into the chilling history of a cinematic legend that has haunted both the big screen and the real world. You can join us as we travel back into 1988, when the quiet and unassuming town of Kankakee, Illinois, found itself at the heart of horror movie history with Child's Play. And before we dive into the Kankakee connection to Child's Play, here's what the movie is about in case you've never seen or heard of it before until now. Child's Play is a classic horror film that introduces us to the stuff of nightmares, Chucky, the good guy doll turned serial killer. So we kick things off with the notorious Charles Lee Ray, played by Brad Dorif, a serial killer on the run. After a violent encounter with the police, he finds himself mortally wounded. Seeking refuge in a toy store, he does something truly diabolical. He transfers his evil soul into a good guy doll, thus birthing Chucky. Now let's meet our main characters. Karen Barclay, played by Katherine Hicks, as a single mom and her son Andy, played by Alex Vincent. Karen's on the hunt for the perfect birthday gift for her little guy. Unbeknownst to her, she buys Chucky from a street peddler. And from there, things get really weird. As you can guess, life takes a terrifying turn. Chucky, this seemingly harmless doll, starts wrecking havoc and causing quite a body count. Karen isn't one to sit back and let her kids toy murder everyone, though. She becomes suspicious and ultimately finds out Chucky can move, talk, and most importantly, kill. Karen goes all in, seeking help from Detective Mike Norris, played by Chris Sarandon. At first, he's skeptical, but who wouldn't be? But as the evidence piles up, he's convinced. It's a race against time, with Chucky hell-bent on transferring his evil soul into Andy to escape Daldum. The movie builds to a thrilling climax, culminating in a fiery showdown at the toy factory where Chucky was created. It's suspenseful, gory, and surprisingly laced with dark humor. 
Child's Play has become a true horror classic, mainly because it takes something as innocent as a child's toy and turns it into a symbol of pure terror. It was directed by Tom Holland, not uh, Spider-Man Tom Holland, by the way. It's the same Tom Holland who directed Fright Night, which Chris Sarandon also starred in. As far as the Kankakee connection is concerned, it all started in the fall of 1987. My name is Roy Collins, and I want to talk about Child's Play being filmed at Shapiro. And what's your connection to Shapiro? How were you able to see all of this? That was that was definitely one of the perks, uh, you know, being being that my father was the director of Shapiro. Uh, there were certainly some perks, many perks, obviously, and that that happened to be one of them. Dad had had been the director, the longest standing director in the state of Illinois, still to this day, uh, forty three years before he retired. Senator Hutchinson at the time, this is 2020, actually passed through the General Assembly and, and Shapiro Clock Tower was renamed the Ira Collins uh, Administration Building. So uh, that's pretty neat. We were able to take dad back and see the plaque on the building and and get a few photos. And so it, it was a, it was great for the family. It's a great honor for my dad. It started really in the fall of 87, even even though the movie was. Uh, filmed at Shapiro in 88 and released in 1988. Um, they sent a scout crew out to visit the site. And they actually came out on two different occasions uh, in the fall of 87. And it was pretty uncommon for an active state facility to allow, nonetheless, a hospital to allow uh, a movie to be shot on the grounds out there. And so when they settled on Shapiro for one of the scenes that they wanted to do, they approached my dad and my dad actually had to reach out to the governor's office. Uh, and at the time, Governor Thompson was the governor of Illinois and and it helped that lieutenant governor was was George Ryan, uh, Kankakee boy. And, and so my dad and George went back many years. And and um, so after some discussion, they approved that that as long as there wasn't going to be an inconvenience uh, for the residents out there. And that was really the, the most important thing. The comfort of the, the residents weren't going to be compromised and the security of the residents weren't going to be compromised, uh, that they didn't see a problem with it. So they settled on, uh, it was the West wing of the clock tower, which had been abandoned for many years. And that was the site the, that they wanted to shoot at probably, uh, you know, we we've lived in Kankakee since I was a, a year old. So I've been out to Shapiro many, many, many times. And of course, there's uh, some eerie feelings as you go through some of the the areas that have been dilapidated or closed down for many years. And so that was an ideal uh, spot for a horror film. According to an article published by the Daily Journal on Friday, January 29th, 1988, the cast and crew of Child's Play filmed at Shapiro for two days, January 28th and 29th. Collins was a senior in high school at the time and skipped class to be on set. It was just incredible, the amount of people that, that it takes to put on a production. Uh, that was probably the biggest thing that I, that I took away from it. 
Um, because Chucky the doll was actually a robot, right? And and the human, it played some of the role, but it was mostly a robotic doll. And they had many uh, dolls, I remember, uh, some that could do different things. And I think there was probably eight to a dozen people that controlled Chucky. And so you can imagine all these people uh, controlling the movements of the doll. And then you had another uh, voice guy that controlled the voice of the doll. Then you had uh, Ed Gale, who was the live stand-in for Chucky. His, Ed was a dwarf. And he and I kind of got to know each other. And that that was really uh, the coolest moment of the whole thing was he and I got to spend some time there the last uh, the two days of filming because he wasn't used very often. Um, he was only used when the doll were, was running. Uh, and then there was a couple of moments when, when Chucky said, you know, see you later, but turn around Ed would get in the costume and, you know, because obviously the, the robot couldn't uh, walk or run away as, as Ed did. In director Tom Holland's visual memoir about the making of Child's Play, he wrote, It took nine people to control the robot version of Chucky. A direct quote from Holland's memoir states, There were at least 12 different heads with each sometimes slightly different expressions to show the good guy's transition from smiley face to nasty killer. Another fun fact for you, Kevin Yeager, the man who designed Chucky, also oversaw the special effects makeup for Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. One of the coolest things was they had a room uh, that was off limits. And so Ed goes, hey, listen, I'm going to bring you in these in this room. You know, you can't take pictures or anything like that. And you got to remember, this is back in the day uh, when the tabloids were big. Nobody really had a cell phone other than those big, uh, you know, walkie-talkie type cell phones. And so Ed brings us in this room and he said, hey, this this uh, this room's off limits, but I want to show you something cool. And so we went in there and on this table, there was just, I don't know, probably half a dozen of the Chucky dolls. And they didn't want any pictures because they didn't want the tabloids to see what Chucky looked like before they released the trailer in the in the movie. And uh, it was pretty cool. And they had a couple of robotic Chuckies in there, which was this thing. Uh, you know, I guess computers, I'm not sure when computers took off, but I remember taking computer class in high school right now. I'm old, Jake. I'm I'm 53. Um, but it was still fairly new. And they had this Chucky doll. And they, I remember cables hooked up to this thing. And they had it on this, um, some kind of a tracking mechanism uh that would kind of push it out and come down the hallway and these cables would again like these puppeteers would make the doll move and it was just so cool and it was just it was really you were in awe of 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 how much went into again literally probably a minute's worth of footage that they used from kankakee i remember the uh they brought in their own maintenance people they brought in their own painters and the first day we were there the green door uh, that's in one of the scenes that was filmed at Shapiro. We watched it. We watched for like an hour. This paint crew painted this wall green and this door green. And the crazy thing is, if you've ever been in the West Wing, it's just 
it's old, it's dilapidated, the paint's falling off the walls, probably lead paint and who, who knows what. Um, but these guys are trying to paint over this wall that had, you know, been there since the 1870s, right? And uh, they got it to look rustic and old. And and um, that was one of the things when we eventually saw the movie, it was like, oh yeah, we watched them paint that door. We watched them paint that hallway. Former Shapiro employee Jim Foy, who was the support service supervisor during the filming of Child's Play, was put in charge of cleaning the west wing of the administration building before the film crew arrived. Foy described the paint as nicotine in color to make the wing look scary. Jim also told us he remembers there was snow on the ground and someone writing Chucky was coming in different places close to the building where Child's Play would be filmed. You know, the two days, the three days, I guess, two and a half days of filming at Shapiro, there was probably only maybe a minute uh, of footage that they actually used in the movie. Uh, so again, that was crazy at how much filming they do, how much prep they do for really only about a minute's worth of uh, footage is what they showed. Originally, there was more footage of the scenes filmed at Shapiro in the final version of Child's Play. In director Tom Holland's memoir, he wrote, I found an old brick hospital, insane asylum, outside of Chicago, built in the late 1800s, and shot the hallway stuff there. All the footage was minimized because Lee Rich, who was the momentarily head of MGM UA, thought it was too old-fashioned and melodramatic. Out of the respect for his hugely successful TV career, I ascended, even though that was the idea. You were supposed to be horrified at where the authorities had placed Andy because he was obviously delusional, insisting his good guy doll was alive. Holland did also shed some light on what some of those cut scenes from Shapiro were uh, in his memoir as well. Another direct quote, Originally, I had Chucky con a little girl into getting him inside the hospital. Another great scene that's not in the movie. Holland also described Shapiro as a great location in his memoir. So the scene that they, they filmed at Shapiro... Um, you know, I know they claim that the um, where Chucky had killed the doctor um, in one of the exam rooms. I think they said that took place at Shapiro. And I, I don't know because uh, they did do some filming behind some of the doors that that we didn't have access to. But what we saw was um, the green door where they went in. Alex was looking out the window and he sees Chucky on a building. Now, what he was looking at obviously was edited in because uh, it looked like it was downtown Chicago with Chucky climbing the building or whatever. That that wasn't Shapiro. No, it wasn't the outside of the Shapiro building. It was actually the outside of what was once the Municipal Contagious Disease Hospital in Chicago on South California Avenue and West 30th. Today, the buildings are housed by the Cook County Sheriff's Office. But Alex was looking out one of the windows at Shapiro. Uh, the door that was seen in the in the show was there at Shapiro. Um, Alex, I remember grabbing the bars, kind of lifting himself up, screaming, help me. We remember, because they rehearsed that so many times. You know, you kept hearing Alex yell, help me, help me. Uh, that scene was stayed in the movie. That was filmed at Shapiro as well. Um, then they say where 
Chucky had killed the doctor. Supposedly that was there. I don't know. We, you know, we didn't get to see that part of it. Uh, but I do remember there was a ward tech in the movie and they had a desk with a set of keys and they were able to use the robot uh, where Chucky had snuck in to the, to the mental mental hospital and uh, unbeknownst to the ward tech took the keys off the desk and went in and unlocked the door. That was at Shapiro. And that was pretty cool to see again, because that was actually using the robot uh, in the movie to, you know, pick up the keys and then walk away. According to Collins, the film crew did have an interest in possibly shooting in the underground tunnels at Shapiro. There was talk of uh, possibly using one of the underground tunnels, right? So Shapiro has underground tunnels, uh, no different than uh, Mantino uh, State Hospital, which I worked at. Um, in some of those tunnels, I'll be honest with you, they're, they're pretty eerie. But I remember um, when, they, when they asked about the tunnels at Shapiro, they were not accessible because um, a lot of times, even like at Mantino, a lot of storage stuff just got pushed in there years prior, forgotten about, and, and some of those tunnels were even unpassable. Um, but um, there was talk about possibly using one of the tunnels for the movie, and uh, I know that was put to kibosh, probably, I, I'm assuming, by, by my dad. After the release of Child's Play, more people began to visit Shapiro, according to Collins. After the filming was done, of course, Shapiro became uh, even a more popular place, right? So once word broke, uh, you know, I think the Kankakee paper, I did a did a story back then because I remember one of, uh, I don't know if it's a photographer or or a reporter, there was somebody there. I know at least one day. It was Bill Burns. In my research, that's what I found. He was there, took the pictures. And so just like anything that gets a little exposure, uh, then you have uh, curiosity and and, um, people interested in seeing, oh, let's go take a look, right? Just like anything. So uh, my dad did say that uh, even after the fact, months after the fact, and, you know, especially when the media got hold of it, that part of the, the movie was filmed out there. Uh, and then especially after the movie was released, there was interest in Shapiro. So you would have people that would come from all over trying to drive through Shapiro, right? And to, to see, well, that was the building that they that they filmed in. Um, but as far as the, the wing, we went back in there again, you know, uh, me and dad walked all over Shapiro and, and uh, the wing was completely the, the way they left it. You know, they didn't have to repaint it. Uh, or anything like that, because again, it was an abandoned wing. It wasn't something that they were gonna use. So everything that they did, uh, they left it as as is. Um, now this has been 35 years, so I don't know what kind of conditions or, you know, uh, but, I, but I can guarantee it's never been repainted uh, in the last 35 years. Child's Play hit theaters later that year in 1988 on November 9th. The film's budget was $9 million and grossed over $44 million worldwide at the box office, according to IMDb. The film spawned two sequels in addition to five other films, including the remake of Child's Play released in 2019. There's also the TV series Chucky that Sci-Fi and USA began airing in 2021 and is currently in its third season. 
As far as Shapiro Developmental Center goes in Kankakee, it went on to serve as a filming location for other movies, including 2009's The Unborn, starring Gary Oldman and Idris Elba. That concludes this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. Thank you so much for listening. Please hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And uh, make sure you follow us on social media at Kankakee Podcast. Special thank you to our Patreon subscriber, Derek Grant, for supporting uh, the show each month. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Kankakee Podcast. And you too could hear your name on a future episode. Kankakee Podcast is owned and produced by Pathfinder, a full-service marketing company here in Kankakee, Illinois. You can learn more at yourpathfinder.io. Our theme song is by Lupe Carroll. Have a safe and spooky Halloween. This river carries on.